Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Yo, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Jacob Lattimore with a question from my fans on Voice America Kids. Do you have what it takes to be America's next young superstar? If you're the ages between 8 and 12 years old, then step up to the microphone. You could win $25,000 in cash, a recording contract, and a scholarship. So make sure you get your parents' permission first, then go to www.stepuptothemicrophone.com to enter. Peace. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you, and welcome to the program Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Blake Hawes, and today we will be talking with Ed Arantz from Music Box Films about their new release of the film Miss Manoose. We will also listen to one of our critics review Miss Manoose, as well as the film Snow White and the Huntsman and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Joining me today are Kids First film critics Brianna Beaton from Orlando, Juliana Noon from New York, and Anthony Aranda from San Diego. And now we are going to interview Ed Arantz. So, Ed, what was it like working on an interesting film like Miss Manus? Well, it was, it was a wonderful experience. It just took me a, a long time. I, I originally saw this film uh, a number of years ago when I was working uh, for another company before, before founding Music Box, and it was... Uh, one that I, uh, I so thoroughly enjoyed that I, I uh, vowed to uh, see if we could pick up the rights and release it in the U.S. if I ever had the opportunity. And uh, the opportunity presented itself. And um, we put it in the theaters over Christmas originally, and it's now coming out on video and VOD and other things like that. Uh, um, well, right now. So um, the, short, the short answer is it was a wonderful experience because it's, it's a great little film. It's very interesting. It's it's great. I really enjoy the movie. Uh, how how did you come along in this film industry? Well, I was originally a film student, and uh, I suppose you could say I, I I never stopped being a film student. Um, but uh, you know, in terms of gainful employment, uh, I, I never, as a kid, thought that uh, you know how do you how do you end up. Uh, in Hollywood, it just seemed sort of far-fetched. And uh, as I got older, it, it became a little less uh, far-fetched, and uh, some of the avenues to uh, to working in the film business became a little more clear. Um, and uh, you know, at this point, it's it's pretty much the only thing I can do. I'm I'm highly highly uh, I would say over overly specialized, as they say. Um, I'm not good for much else, but. Um, um, identifying entertaining, enjoyable movies and, and trying to bring them to, uh, to other people's attention. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I myself is an inspiring film. You know, I want to hopefully to go to NYU maybe someday. So, uh, that's, a, that's, that's a great school. I, I took classes there and thoroughly recommend it. That's great. So do you have any favorite art house films that have came out? Well, I'm a little biased. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a little biased towards our own movies, but yeah. uh, you know, we, it, it's it's a free market, and uh, we can't 
you know, you can't always uh, acquire the rights to films that, uh, that you enjoy all the time. Um, so it's sometimes it's, it's a bit like falling in love and, uh, you're, you're, uh, the object of your desire chooses someone else to uh, go off with, but uh, it's often enough that we we are uh, rewarded in our in our affection. So, uh, um, you know, things that I could re- recommend and release right now, um, uh, really a, mo- a, a wonderful movie that you guys might want to consider reviewing on your show. It's it's not strictly for kids, but it features kids. Um, it's a movie called Monsieur Lazare. And it was an Academy Award nominee for Best Foreign Language Film this past uh, Oscar season. And it was, uh, it was a French-Canadian film, so it was the Canadian submission. And uh, that's a really charming movie that has, um, I don't know if you ever pay attention to Rotten Tomatoes. It has like a, a oh, 97, yeah. 97% score, which is about the best uh, out there right now. Um, uh, so that's a really good movie. Um, you know, our competitors in in, in uh, the art house world have wonderful movies. Uh, I just haven't personally seen them, at least the ones in release. So it's hard for me to uh, to recommend them too wholeheartedly. But I, I do hear that uh, Moonrise Kingdom is 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 amusing. That's the new um, the new Wes Anderson film. Um, so that's yeah. one you might want to check out. Um, I have heard about that one. I, I love Rotten Tomatoes. I use it a lot. So that's I I I heard that was a great film too. Yeah, it's got a pretty good score, um, and set the uh, and, and set some recent box office records. Um, uh, you know, there's the there's people track box office um, results based on the the total amount, but then there's then there's one way of looking at it uh, of of the per screen average. Meaning, um, you know, who's got the highest box office uh, on a per screen basis? And uh, Moonrise Kingdom set uh, some records. Uh, now they were they were only playing in maybe twenty screens as opposed to three thousand or so that that a that a that a big studio release will typically wow. uh, go out on. Uh, this is it is being released by. I think it's by Focus, which is part of Universal. So it is a, it is a studio, and they'll eventually get to probably a thousand screens. But uh, this is this is uh, they're going through uh, what is called a, a platform release. So it, it starts in in uh, a limited number of, of theaters in a limited number of cities, and then kind of grows from there based on the, um, I see. the kind of spreading word of mouth concept. Okay, well. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Blake Haas, and today we are talking with Ed Arantz from Music Box Films and reviewing the films Miss Manus, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. So, Miss Manus is a Dutch film. Do you, uh, what, do you usually work with foreign films like this one? You know, Music Box Films is, is not exclusively uh, foreign language, but uh, that is is our forte. Those are the films that that we enjoy a lot, and it's it's also films that we can afford to to acquire. They they also uh, are films that that do particularly well in in what we call the art house circuit. And uh, uh, there isn't necessarily an art house theater near everyone, but every major market and and many of the second and third tier markets in the U.S. have a theater that fits that that criteria and uh you know it, it attracts a, an older educated audience that that uh enjoys the um let's say the the, the narrative and dramatic uh sophistication of, of of foreign language films um or at least i should say that the select uh, foreign language films that um that come over it's not it's not as if every film from france or germany is super sophisticated you know we're just pulling the um you know the, the the best and and the most um uh the most uh, dramatically intriguing if you will um but in the case of miss Manus, um we're happy to happy to report that uh it does have an english language track um even though it's a dutch film 
there was what's called a English language uh, dub track, meaning uh, the um, the Dutch voices were replaced with English language voices, and it's it's uh, a British accented uh, English language uh, dub. And uh, luckily, Dutch is is very similar to English, and uh, the um, the replacement dialogue matches pretty well. Um, Dubbing is not commonly done in the U.S., but uh, uh, it, I think it works pretty well in, in, this, in this version. Um, you know, the United States is, benefits from the fact that uh, Hollywood is, is, such, uh, is such the dominant um, uh, yeah. uh, filmmaking uh, production source in, in the entire world that uh, um, we, don't, we don't really experience dubbing. Most countries um, see our films with replacement dialogue in their own languages um and uh they've become used to the dubbing um um formula which is which is you know it takes a while to get used to and when it's done poorly it can be pretty laughable um but uh, luckily uh miss Manus is is uh is is really well dubbed and barely notice that there is any disjuncture between uh, the words being spoken and uh, and what you hear. All right. So yeah, Miss Manus was a great film, but I also hear that today is actually being released on DV. So do you know where people can uh, rent or buy it? Well, the nice thing about DVD and and, and VOD, which is uh, stands for video on demand, or um, uh, is that it's it becomes universally available. Uh, you know when you're a company as small as we are working in this, as I mentioned, the so-called art house circuit, um, the theaters aren't, uh, are sort of few and far between. Um, you know, if you're living in a major city, great, but if you're way in, out in the suburbs or a smaller town somewhere, you may not have access to it. But now, uh, Miss Manus is, is completely available to anybody that has access to, uh, let's say, Amazon or uh, if you want to dial it up on iTunes or uh, order it uh, from Netflix, for example, um, it's it's uh, readily available. Um, and then in a couple of months' time, uh, actually, yeah, 30, 60 days, uh, Netflix streaming will have it. And that's, for those of you who are Netflix subscribers, you, you know what that means. Um, you don't actually have to order a physical DVD. You can, you can just select yes. a film. Uh, offline interesting well that's all the time we have for today well thanks guys yeah thank you for talking with us today let's take a break i'm blake cause and you are listening to voice america kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. 
Listen for The Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Blake Hawes, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Today we are talking with Ed R. Rance from Music Block Films and reviewing the films Miss Manus, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Let's continue with our conversation about Miss Manus with Brianna. So, Brianna, what did you think of this film overall? I think it was very, very nice. It gave it a good message that not to, like, judge a person from their looks. And I thought the choreography, I mean, not the choreography, the cinematography was very (laughs) nice. Um, (laughs) um, Cinematography, there we go. Uh, It was very nice. It gave good close-ups, not too many, not, not, it needed more, but, um, I also thought the characters were very nice. I I couldn't, I can't imagine anyone else playing those roles. So I think it was a very nice film. It all summed things together, so. All right. Did you have a, uh, can you tell us a little bit about the movie? Well, the film is about a girl named Miss Minnows, and she's a cat at first. So she gets, like, curiosity or something, and she licks, I think, waste or chemicals that she just shouldn't be um, looking to. (laughs) And so um, she gets changed into a woman overnight, and the next morning she dresses and walks like a human, but she still has cat instincts, like eats and climbs trees. So she helps this journalist, Tibby, played by Theo Mason, and she helps him prove to his town that they have a villain for a fracky boss that is not to be trusted because everyone thinks he's all jolly happy and great with animals. But once you once you look into the film, he's not because everyone can see that, and so can Tibby and Miss Minnows. And so she gets all the latest and greatest information from all her little cat friends and passes it to Tibby so she can help her out. Well, that sounds like a very quirky and interesting film. Uh, did you have any a certain favorite character in this movie? My favorite character would have to be Bibi. She's played by Sarah Banier. She's like Tibby's little kid friend, and she like loves hanging out with him. And I can relate to her because... Like, she's little, and I'm little. So, yeah. (laughs) So, with this movie being Dutch and all, was it very hard to follow it at times, being in a different language, or do you think the English uh, dub version really helped? I think that, I mean, with, with it being dubbed, I couldn't figure out it was dubbed. Like, till half the movie was over, because I'm not, I didn't, like, really stare at their lips to see if they were dubbed or not, because, I mean, I didn't really notice anything. I'm not very observant, so, um, it was, it was very good the way they pieced it together, because in some movies, when you dub it, like, they'll finish speaking, but the their words will still be moving, and it's very laughable when you do it, and it's tried to be a serious film. And you're just laughing at it. So I think this film was very well dubbed. I didn't have any trouble looking at it or understanding it. It was very well done. Well, that's that's, that's great. So 
is the um how's the music in this film? The music in this film was very nice. It kind of pieced things together because um in some scenes you kind of had action. Well, not action, but like when they were doing something kind of actiony. Um, the music was like that, and at the end of the film, it was very swaying and calm and kind of exciting for what they were doing. So I think the music was very well. Interesting. So this thing sounds really quirky and interesting and all, but what genre of movie do you think this film would fit into? I think a comedy drama because sometimes she climbs up in a tree or screams like a little girl or meows with her little cat friends. And to me, that's comedy. And then drama, she gets she gets upset at Tibby and she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. So I think the best way to describe it would be comedy and drama. Very cool. Well, you're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Blake Hawes, and today we are talking with Ed Arantz from Music Box Films and reviewing the films Miss Manus, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Madagascar, Europe's Most Wanted. So, Brianna, is there a, what do you think of is So this film is for sure good for kids? I think this film is very good for kids, but I think I misheard it, but I think... I think they said something that wouldn't be appropriate for younger children, but I, I I think I heard it right. So I don't think that young young kids should watch it, but I think I think it would be okay for kids aged eight to twelve not to get too young or or too old. And for instance, because I think that older children would be like, ah, it seems kind of childish. So I, probably shouldn't watch it but it's very good for that age range eight to twelve seems very good well what is the inappropriate thing can you describe it the inappropriate thing for little children would be the language in a couple of parts he gets really mad and he says he says a couple of things so i don't think that would be very well for younger ages ah i see so this so this movie sounds really cool and all but did you ever catch the real underlying message of this film? Yes. Um, I caught, like, two. Um, uh, one message would be not to judge a book by its cover, because outside you can see Miss Minnow is a woman. She she kind of, she she looks like a woman. She portrays a woman. She wears, she wears woman's clothes. She acts like a woman. But underneath that woman skin and clothes and stuff she's a cat she acts like one so that's why you don't judge people before knowing them because if you do you you may get the wrong impression when you actually figure out what they are and another one is you have to you have to respect each other because sometimes in this film he's like no I don't want to do that but you still have to listen to what they're saying so you really have to respect that's what I found in this. Ah, I see. So, what do you think was the main conflict of the movie, and how do you think, how well do you think they portray, portrayed it? I think that it was portrayed very well. Um, I think that when when people portray what they feel, I think it's very strong in this film because even though it's Dutch but it's sub, not sub-dubbed. Um, I think it was very strong because they had facial expressions. So, And they it, they were very strong. So I think it was very nice. Well oh, done. I see. So was is there like a villain in this movie, that, just a bad guy that uh, the characters are running against? Yes. Later on in the film, they figure out, like, um, in between when... Miss Minus gives Tibby information, like news, to get his job going. They figure out that a factory boss isn't so nice as he seems to be with the public. He seems to be nice with animals in public. But now that they figure out that he's not nice and he's trying to do something bad with the company and with, the, and with his factory, he's trying to do something that people just don't like. And so I think they're running against him. Ah, okay. I see. So, um, 
What did you think about the photography? The photography of this film was it? Are there certain things that stuck out to you with the making? Well, the photography I think was very interesting because at times um, when you when they shot it, I think it was. Um, this just maybe for me, but I couldn't see their emotions close enough one time, and then I. And then I turned around and I'm like, oh, I know what he meant. And so I kind of had to piece it together myself. But other than that, it was really good. I, uh, other films are, they have too many close-ups or it's just too broad of a picture. But on this one, I think it was fairly well. That's, that's great. It's, uh, it's always respectable to have that kind of um, photography in a movie. So you call this a comedy. Is there any hilarious part that stuck out to you in this film? Yes. Um, it's towards the beginning um, when she sees a dog and she's like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh my gosh. And she runs up in a tree and the dog's just barking at her. And I thought that was very funny because I don't think I've ever seen a lady run up in a tree. <laughs> that is very funny. Well, let's take a break. I'm Blake Hawes, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Blake Hawes, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Today we are talking with Ed Arons from Music Box Films and reviewing the films Miss Manus, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. Let's continue with our conversation about Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted, reviewed by Brianna Beaton and Julianne Noon. So, Ju Juliana, what did you think of this film? 
I thought it was really good. I loved it. Awesome. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the plot of the movie? Well, they were trying to get home, and they had, like, this adventure trying to escape the Captain Dubois, and they met up with some circus animals and became really good friends. Sounds like a very interesting film. Have you seen the other three movies? Yeah, and I love them all. That's great. So, Brianna, what did you think of this film? I thought it was very, very hilarious. I love comedy. I love laughing. It's just like a part of me. So, when I saw this film, I cracked up laughing. I'm like, that was a very nice piece. I'm going to use it sometime. So, now I'm really psyched to use one of those pieces in everyday life. Do you have any favorite funny parts from the movie? Well, yes. Um, I think this is everyone's favorite, but um, my favorite part is when he starts singing about Chris Rock, played like he, Chris Rock, <laughs> starts singing this song like, dun 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 circus, dun 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 afro. So when he starts singing that song, I, I, everyone, everyone that saw it with me cracked up laughing. We were just like, oh, it's so cool. And we never thought they could make a, song out of afros and circuses (laughs) well that does sound pretty funny so juliana uh what did you think about like the the art style and the cinematography of this film i thought it was really good i saw it in 3d and it was really cool how it just like popped out any certain parts that made it cool um in the beginning there was a part before like the movie started where the little mouse lemur mort he just went like flying in your face it was really funny it is pretty funny do you have a favorite part in this film um i like when king julian fell in love with the bear that was pretty funny how he was calling her like a supermodel and stuff and how she had a hairy back yeah that does sound pretty funny um brianna can you tell us about some of the characters of this film Well, some of the characters are Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, David Swimmer, and Jada Pinkett Smith. And um, Ben Stiller played the lion, and he did a very good job in not acting, of course, but, like, voicing it out, because I never thought that... I mean, he doesn't sound like a lion, of course. None of them do, but I think he did a very good job with doing it. And also Chris Rock, he's one of my favorite characters. And I think that he did very well with playing the zebra. He he put those stripes out. Awesome. Yeah, those are some uh, really iconic stars to be found in movies like this. Uh, what do you, th- um, Juliana, what do you think about like the age of this movie? Who do you think it'll appeal the most to? Well, I think the little kids will love it, but I saw it with my dad, and he loved it too. So I thought it was pretty good for everyone. That's awesome. Are there some elements of this film that are pointed to our little kids, or is the whole movie pointed to everybody? Um, I think it's pointed to everybody because I loved it and my dad loved it. So it must be pretty good then if everyone loved it that I saw it with. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, uh, Brianna, what do you think, on on the scale of one to five, what do you think you'd give this movie out of five stars? Five, definitely. It was funny, it had a great message, it had catchy music. I love those things in a film. I just love them. I love how they portrayed into their voice the characters. I definitely love the message. That's what I love about it. All right. Can you tell us a little bit more about that message? Well, the message that I found in this film was that if you have a strong passion for something, like, stride forward to do it. I mean, it's your passion. You want to do it. And I think if you really want to do it, I think you should, I think you should go ahead and do it. I think that you should, have, you should have enough passion to do something to just go ahead and do it. Because if you didn't have enough passion to do it, why why do anything about it? So I think that was a good message in this film. That is great. You're listening to Voice America's Network. I'm Blake Haas, and today we are talking with Ed Arantz from Music Box Films, interviewing the films Miss Manus, Snow White and the Huntsman, and Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. So, Julianne, uh, in this film, what, 
Who is the bad guy of this film? Like, who is the conflict? Well, I think the bad guy was Captain Dubois because she was after them and she wanted to have Alex the lion's head on her wall. And her wall is like all the animals that she like killed and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. That sounds pretty dark. Yes, it is. <laughs> Did some of the kids take this okay? Yeah, it was fine. Ah, okay. Well, that's good. Rihanna, how do you think they portrayed the bad guy in this film? I think they portrayed her very well because every time they would have high hopes, like they were in a high stage and something, she would just crash it. And so every time they did this or that, she would be right behind their tail. So I think that they didn't leave her out too much so that when she finally came along, you'd be like, she, oh yeah, she's in this, she's the bad guy in this film she's 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 a villain so i think that they kind of put they put it in balance because of course she also wasn't in every scene so it was very balanced and she had that good quality of a villain so i think that's very nice about a villain that they have a good quality oh i agree totally uh so have you seen the all have you seen all of the madagascar movies now yes it was it was a while ago like when they first came out i think i saw them and then afterwards, I mean, I used to, I, I saw them once, and then they kind of just drifted out of my mind. So when I saw this one, it was, it, was a, it was a shock. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're making another one. Yeah, that's great. So how do you think this film holds up against the other two films? I think that, in my experience, I think that this was the best one because it kind of involved more characters. So I think that's the main reason why that I liked it the most. All right. So Juliana... Being in the first film, being in Europe, and then the second film being in Africa, what was so different this time about being in Europe? Um, well, there was, like, different people, and they had these different accents that were, like, different and stuff. And, like, the animals there were different. They had tigers, they had the jaguar, and, yeah. And then in Africa, they just had the lions and the penguins and the monkeys. Wait, the penguins? Yeah, the penguins that yeah. came with them from the zoo. All right. So, Brianna, in this film, how do you think the... What do you think was the the to overall production value of this film was? I think it was very high because it was a very good film, and I think it will sell very well because I think all ages will love it as Juliana said I think it's it, it just goes out there to everyone so I think everyone would like to buy it and it would go, it would rise or that's great so Juliana how, how do you think the uh, interpretation of Europe was in this film did they do a good job interpreting all the culture and everything yeah I think they did a great job I thought it was really good is there anything that stuck out that made it great well, I thought the accents were kind of really funny. Like when, um, toward the beginning, Captain Dubois um, slapped the guy's face for letting the animals get away. I thought that was pretty funny how he had an accent when he was saying, Ow, my face. Yeah, that does sound pretty funny. Let's take a break. I'm Blake Hawes, and you are listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the kids' first film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. 
Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the new film, Battleship, and we have again with us Anthony. So, Anthony, can you tell me a little bit about this movie? Yes, well, this movie is all about some, um, a person who at first sees a girl who he really likes, and then he gets in this incident by the police and his brother makes him join the Navy. So they have to go up against these aliens that they contacted to see if anyone lived on it. And so it looks like someone contacted back by coming to their Earth. And any metal they found that they wouldn't make, that they wouldn't really make, they destroyed. And they had these little sensors to tell if the human was good or bad. They d- they killed any person who was bad. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds so, like a very, very intense action movie. Could you tell me what you thought about it? I thought this w- movie was great. It was so funny. There was so much action. And with all of the parts where, like, something was about to happen, it really scares you at first, and then you find out nothing's really nothing's really happening and then a ship gets destroyed they had three ships that got um two ships first got destroyed and then a third one did but luckily some people survived but Mm -hmm. not all yeah and can you tell me a little bit about the acting i know that rihanna who is a very famous pop singer is in this movie and it's her very first film and i am a huge fan of rihanna's music um, Anthony, you might not be because you're a little bit younger, but can you tell me how her performance was? I thought she was a really good character of how she stood up and helped out. Mm-hmm. So I thought she was a good character to be in this movie. That's awesome. And can you tell me if you have maybe a favorite character or scene in this film? Oh, okay. I'm just going to tell you my favorite scene. Mm-hmm is when the person who need, has to join the Navy, well, when he saw the pretty girl, he went over and um, she wanted some food, and the chef said the kitchen was closed. So he said he would get it for her, went to the nearest shop, it was closed, he went on the roof, broke the roof, went in, got her food, then got out, then fell back down through the roof, Oh my they goodness. got back out, and then the police was chasing him. 
So then they shot him with a taser. It hasn't tasered him yet. Then he gave the girl her food, and then they tasered him. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that sounds a little bit funny and tragic and very action-packed. So this film is rated PG-13, right? Yes. And like we were saying, you're 9, almost 10. Do you think, um, and you saw this with your little brother who just turned 7, so can you tell me if you think there were any parts that were a little bit inappropriate for your age or maybe other kids your age? Yeah, some kids uh, my age might think it's kind of weird and they might not like it, but I know lots of people who are my age and love this movie. Mm-hmm. So I think that most likely people my age would love this. Yeah, I agree with you. Like when I was... Gosh, I've been watching PG-13 movies pretty much my my entire life. Um, But, like, when I was 11, I started, like, that's, like, pretty much all I would watch was PG-13 movies. And I definitely know that some of my friends who were my age wouldn't, like, it would be a little bit inappropriate for them. But then some of my other friends and for myself, it's, like, we're used to it. And so same with my brother, who's um, seven as well you know, having an older sister, he watches a bunch of PG-13 movies with me. So I think it really just depends on what you've been exposed to. So can you tell me if there was something about this film that you might have changed? Something about this that I might have changed? Well, probably, uh, I don't think anything, really. You like it? That's awesome. I, I love this. Awesome. Well, you're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Battleship. So right now we are talking with Anthony, and he just saw this film Battleship, and I really, really want to see it. So Anthony, do you think that this movie would be good for me? Do you think I'd like this film? Yeah, I think you would like this film because this film is really, really cool with all of the action and how it is so i think that someone your age might like this that's awesome okay so like we were saying this film has a bunch of action um and you know lots of battling and there's aliens and people fighting against each other but do you think there's any other emotions like comedy or romance or anything else probably comedy because there were some funny things that people said but I just can't remember them. Mm-hmm. Just lots, lots of people said funny things. And so I think there would be probably comedy in this movie. Awesome. And do you think that this film was a little bit dramatic too? Because, you know, when people are like fighting for their lives, it's all dramatic. Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was mostly action. Yeah. So did you relate to the story in any way, or was there maybe a specific scene that you related to or a character that you related to? I don't think I really related to anything except that I like having action and I would like to go on a ship to risk my life to save the world. Mm -hmm. And did you go see this with your mom or dad? Oh, not really, no. I went with... um, It was my dad's friend. Mm -hmm. And did he like this film? Do you think that adults would like this film as well? Yes, I think adults would like this film as well because he thought it was awesome too. Mm -hmm. So you come from a military family, right? Yes. So did you relate to this story in any way, like from that standpoint, or do you think that your parents might be able to relate to some of the characters? Well, I'm not really sure if... I could relate, um, or any of my parents could. They, they do have lots of action. It's just that they want they don't do all of this. Mm-hmm. They don't do everything in this movie. Mm-hmm. So they definitely don't fight aliens. That's for sure. No, <laughs> this movie's fiction. Mm-hmm. And do you think that? Um, some of the like do you think that the special effects for the aliens and the cgi for the aliens was good yes i thought they made the aliens look pretty lifelike but then like they can't see through the light that when they see light they go completely blind oh my goodness so i'm glad did you think um i'm glad that you thought that the aliens look lifelike but do you think that the um 
CGI for the aliens blended well with the live action of all the people fighting and stuff? Yeah, I think they work perfectly, but you can't see their bodies. They have these suits that protect them from the sun, Mm -hmm. and so people can't really see how they look. Yeah, they're sort of, like, hidden. Yes. Mm -hmm. And can you tell me anything about the soundtrack of this film? I know it's an action-adventure, so the music has to be pretty intense, but can you tell me what you thought about it? I thought this was good with all everything that it did, the sound effects and everything, because the sound effects, it was kind of quiet sometimes when something, like, grabbed a person Mm -hmm. or two, so... I thought that the sound effects went good with the movie. And were there certain parts of the film that were, like, intense for you or your brother that, like, scared you? Not that much, no, but it might have been kind of scary to other people. If my sister probably came, she wouldn't have liked this movie at all. Yeah, I think if, like, a four-year-old little girl went to go see an action-adventure movie about aliens... I I mean, if I was that little girl, I'd get pretty scared, honestly. (laughs) So can you tell me a little bit about some of the other things in this film that you liked or something else that really stood out to you from this film? Well, what I'm saying something that really stood out to me is how all of those crewmates risked their lives to try and save the world. Lots of them survived, but... Some of them did. Well, actually, lots of them died, but mm-hmm. some of them lived. Absolutely. But it was scary of how all of it, most of them just got blown up by the aliens. Yeah, so you think that it was very heroic of them? Yes. Well, that's fantastic. Anthony, thank you so much for telling us all about Battleship. So be sure to go see it in a theater near you. Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.